Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Welcome, everybody, to this week's podcast episode for the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. And as you know, we talk about four pillars of freedom, time, financial, location, and health freedom. And so... In that light, the podcast is growing, and I love bringing on entrepreneurs, investors, people out doing outside-of-the-box thinking to inspire you and educate you. And so today we have Ricky Blair. He's the founder of Platform 7, The Alternative, and we're going to talk all about mentorship, the educational system, personal development, and all about his journey. So, uh, Ricky, welcome. Thank you, Christopher. Thanks for having me on this morning. Yeah, I, uh, you know, we connected through Podmatch, and like I said, you're uh, really uh, I love interviewing successful people. So tell us um, more about yourself, your journey, and what you do, and we'll go from there. Okay, um, I'll give you a very high level overview of my story. I'm from the UK, as you may hear from the accent. I, uh, I grew up in London, and I failed the education system pretty badly to the point where. I had no choice, but to, I wasn't able to stay on in higher education. So I left school at 16. Didn't know what I wanted to do, but as cliche as it may sound, what I did know was I wanted to be free. And I think to be in order to be free, financial freedom is a big part of that, which is why it's quite fitting what your, your subject matter is about on this podcast today. Um, I went into the world of commercial real estate at the age of 16. Uh, I had no desire to go into that. It was the first thing I tried. Uh, I started at the bottom of the, of the ladder, as it were, and I think the, everything changed for me personally. When I turned 17, I got a call out of the blue from a man called Nigel, a very, very successful entrepreneur. He was a, he was a real estate guy. He is a real estate guy. And he is what I would classify. It's funny because I talk about my journey with Nigel, who is my mentor, a lot, but he is, the, he is a legend when it comes to achieving passive income and basically he took me on this journey and he taught me all the things that I guess school didn't teach me from you know, basically what it takes to, to put it bluntly design whatever life you want and have the success and have the life you, you want to create yourself um, fast forward I ended up with his under his sort of mentorship and guidance I set up my own uh, real estate business it was an agency in central London at the age of 23 24 and a mix of hard work, good fortune, timing, being in the right place at the right time. My business partners and I, we, we, we revolutionized the commercial real estate sector in central London. And basically, we built this fantastic business. It was a lot of fun. Uh, three, four years into that business, we basically got approached by the biggest uh, real estate companies in the world. And they got to a stage where we kept getting offers from to buy the business. The day arrived where, probably about six or seven years ago now, we received an offer for the company, which to put it bluntly was too difficult. You couldn't turn it down. And it would have made no sense to turn it down. So we accepted the offer. We sold the business, which I guess to put it bluntly was a deal that changed my life. I had to stay on with that business for four years. That was part of the agreement. 
And I really got a little bit bored whilst sort of seeing out that process. But one of the things I started to do was, I guess, with the proceeds from the sale of the company, um, Nigel, my mentor, he started to, I think Nigel owns something like 250 or 300 pieces of real estate around the world. So I started to invest in real estate. And that was really when I got my first uh, bit of exposure to, uh, I guess, investing, creating passive income. And I guess real, a sign of real wealth or a sign of real, yeah, real success is when you're in a position in life where you do not have to get out of bed and you earn. And that, not that I have no desire to get out of bed, I'm still an ambitious guy that's got, you know, some big ambitions and big goals. But that was really the impact Nigel had on me. And um, now I do have the freedom I always dreamed of as a 16 year old kid. And I've got the freedom to do what I love and what I'm passionate about, which is really what's taken me on this next step of my, my journey, my career, my path. Yeah, it's quite a very interesting story. Uh, you know, the school system was not is probably built for maybe you know ten percent of the population, and the rest of us either have to grind it out or struggle or you know do what you did. So it's quite interesting. So we'll uh, we'll, we'll just talk about the educational system. You know, that's it's a very industrial based model. But how was it for you? Like, what did you learn from it? How was it for me? I had fun. I enjoyed playing sports, particularly soccer. Uh, or football, where I come from. Uh, I really struggled to pass an exam. And I think it actually had quite a detrimental effect on me because I think it works both ways. This is where education can do a little bit of damage, perhaps. We are told, where it's drilled into us as we grow up, as we work our way through the education system, we're told that if we succeed in education, we're going to succeed in life. And also, if we fail, we're doomed to fail in life. And in my case, the damage it did was, I, I guess I lacked the self-belief that I would ever amount to much in the real world. So it really knocked my confidence. And also, I didn't think I was, you know, completely stupid, but the education system suggested I was. But I guess I had a burning desire to prove that system wrong. And when I left at 16, I started to learn, I guess all the things I, you know, I was so fascinated by success how to make money and how to run businesses and how to build wealth and income. So I started to study patterns and study successful people and even to this day, um, I know you're asking me questions today, but I love to ask questions. So I'd reach out to some of the most, not some of, virtually any successful person I could get in front of and I'd ask them question after question. I'd go to, I'd fly all around the world to visit seminars to, to learn about wealth accumulation. Um, and I'd just read people's stories, etc. And, and I just started to realize that I was finally in the real world, learning the real world uh, things we require in order to, to, to succeed. Um, so I guess in answer to your question, the education system was a tough time for me. It left me feeling a little bit demoralized and a bit nervous and fearful. And it was only after leaving that I start to learn what I wish I'd been taught growing up, basically. I see here. And then, so what's what's interesting is uh, what, what in that, you know, how the school system sort of beat you down. Um, but what, what do you wish the school system could, you know, your idealized school system, what can it uh, do to enable students to get better prepared for life? It's a great question. I would say that the day you leave the education system, whether that be at 16, 20, 24, 34, whatever that is, we just don't seem as human beings like we're being prepared and equipped for the big wide world. So I think that, you know, what are the key 
the key, the key, you know, the way I look at it is this. I look at life as like a video game and that video game starts when you leave the education system. If you're playing a video game or any game, in fact, you kind of know the rules, you know how it works, you know, you're given like the manual or the guidebook. I feel that the education system should be doing that for us. So I've been in America now for the last two years and I have start studied not just the education system, but a lot of my clients are young entrepreneurs. And I'm looking at what they what they want to know, what they want to understand, what they want to be equipped with, etc. Like if, if the research we've done, it's, 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 it's pretty obvious. The number one thing, there's lots of things that they want to learn about, but the top of the list, the top of the tree, that every young entrepreneur, they wish they learned about money. In fact, we've, we've created curriculums uh, and what's involved in the curriculums, things like being clear on your strengths and weaknesses, uh, working out what it is you want to do in the, in the big wide world, how to be successful, how to be happy, uh, how to make decisions, uh, what it takes to succeed, how high achievers actually get there. Because I think we lose sight of the fact that the people that you and I may look up to, the highest achievers in the world, in any genre, whether it be business, entertainment, philanthropy, whatever, they're all just human beings. They all were just regular people that we kind of put on this pedestal because we didn't see them as regular people. So these, these are the curriculums we've created as, I, as, as you mentioned, they're an alternative to the traditional college system, but it's, it's amazing in the, out of the curriculums we teach, the biggest, biggest section by quite some way is the, the, the part of the curriculum, which is, which is money. Mm -hmm. It's so much to money and it's a, it's, it's a whole topic and section in itself. And it's, you know, we, uh, I'm working with some clients at the moment, they've got a uh, big uh, jewelry company and they there's some exciting plans. I think they're about to go public as a business. And um, even them, they're just going through this money section. It's, it's really been eye-opening. And we just, we, there's so many aspects. I know you focus on, um, on passive income and building wealth, etc. But in my humble opinion, there are 10 steps before that. It's like really understanding the foundations of money before you can get to that piece. And I just, it's, uh, it's, it's just a shame we're not educated in, in, in around that topic. Yeah. I feel like, I feel like society and um, like starting from school and from media, they just, they kind of shroud and there's like this secrecy around money and it's a, and then they cloak it in a guilt, in a, in a veil of guilt and shame and you can't talk about it. It's taboo, you know, they just tell you to sit in your chair and, it's, it's, it's kind of weird. It's almost like the society is like designing people to be poor. But that, you know, it's just like, I'm not sure if it's, but that's just how I knew modern society. And then, um, what, uh, what is the best bit of advice that you ever received that contributed to your success from, from Nigel or other mentors? In life or related to money? Life and finances and business. I think, I think in life, uh, there's life, uh, there's business and there's finances. I'll give you one for each. In life, I would say that very simply, we get to choose what we want our life to be. And I know that may sound a little bit woo-woo or a little bit wacky, but it really is that simple. Most high achievers that achieve wonderful, wonderful, wonderful things, they actually made a decision that's what they wanted. We can choose whatever we want. Uh, with regards to business, the biggest influence Nigel had on me is in business, all you need to do is find your niche, find something different. Even if you're trying to uh, disrupt 
an existing sector or industry and there's not already much of a way of, of pioneering or changing, if you can just find out like one, two percent that will tweak it or improve it ever so slightly, that's all you require. And with regards to money, I mean, there are so many, there are so many aspects to it. I would say that some saving is obviously a huge thing. I would say investing and the importance of investing in what you know, sticking to what you know. You see so many people making an obscene amount of money, but you also see them lose it. And there are so many reasons why they may lose it, but I think some, some of those reasons will relate, some, the main reason relates to the fact that people venture out to the unknown, to things they're not familiar with. And uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think sticking to what you know, being the master of something is very important. Yeah, these are all very priceless uh, you know, pieces of wisdom. The other question I had, what was really interesting is what one quality or trait do you feel gave you a competitive edge toward where you are today? I would say, what, what, what would be a competitive edge? I think for me, if you're gonna really rate me personally, because I started in business at 16, I always had a, a real edge, which was time. One of the reasons why I got out into real estate at such a young age was, I knew that my my contemporaries, or to put it another way, my competition, weren't, weren't gonna start the, the, the race for another three, four, five, six years because they were in the education uh, process. So I was always looking to maximize my time, uh, learn, get ahead, because I knew I was, I had that four, five to six year edge. And in fact, I didn't just want to retain that edge, I actually wanted to increase it. And that's even to this day, like wasting time. Your time is the most precious commodity we as human beings own. It's, you know, I think it's probably, probably one of the only things in life that you can't really buy. Exactly. It's powerful. Yeah, time is our most precious asset. And then we, we actually, the school system teaches us to trade our time for money and work for other people as opposed to creating value, creating jobs, investing money. And so the whole system is really antiquated and backwards and it's just, like, I don't, like, that's why we see all the, the all the problems we have in society today. So um, the uh, the other question, you know, this, I really enjoy this because we talk, we can talk about the educational system, you know. All day long, Chris. <laughs> that was okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, a lot of peop people in the audience will resonate with this and, um, and uh, how can people get in touch with you, contact you, visit your website, work with you? How can they do that? So we run the curriculum. So a lot of, a lot of my entrepreneur clients run uh, a curriculum which is referred to as Lane 2, which is basically how to push on and get to the next level of your life. That is a, what is it? It's a, it's a, it's a two month program. Uh, it covers all the topics we're referring to. That I think would appeal to the majority of your audience. Uh, and you, also you get to work with and meet with and be part of, of a, a program and a curriculum with other like-minded successful entrepreneurs. Um, the truth is I think, I think the best entry point to working with me is I get asked so many questions all day, every day from my clients, from people on social media, uh, podcasts, especially around money, how to invest, how to succeed, how to make money, etc. I've got this subscription where every uh, every month, I do, I do two slots a, a month, hour reach, where people can literally join on. It's like $75 a month and they can last whatever they want, literally. Money, investing, saving, and also not only do you get to, I guess, get some clarity or answers or talk about some of the things you and I have discussed in more detail today, but it 
because you're being surrounded by other like-minded entrepreneurs or ambitious people, you get to learn from their their questions and their journeys as well. And, and people sort of keep coming back month after month. So that's that's uh, that's that's probably a great way to initially connect with with me and my work. Sure, you can follow me on Instagram, etc. Platform underscore seven S E V E N. But uh, yeah, there are various different ways. Or just send me an email. Whatever whatever works for for your for your audience. Yeah, uh, and for all the listeners out there. Uh, Ricky's resources will be in the links and show notes. And um, Ricky, any last minute parting words of advice, wisdom before we call it a day? Yeah, I will give you one last piece. And on the basis, this uh, this entire uh, segment and this entire show is all about all things money. I would say to you that just don't let money be the focus of your or your life focus on the impact you want to have focus on what you're creating i always say it to our to, to, to young entrepreneurs especially the money will come the money will take care of itself if you are focusing on serving your clients or creating something or making an impact on the world or improving something or offering people value you don't need to worry about the money that takes care of itself but well said and uh with that you know it's been a great conversation i really love talking to cutting edge people just people that are really just outside of traditional you know the whole matrix and so um we look forward to hearing about your future success thank you christopher it's great to meet you thank you for having me on